My name is Kyle Brown. This is actually my very first podcast. This week I have a special guest by the name of Kevin Logan, and he and I basically are going to spend some time talking about our experiences and getting started as entrepreneurs. It ultimately be ended up being a bit longer than I wanted it to be, so I broke it up into two separate parts, one and two. Hopefully you will uh, find it useful. Thank you. All right. So I guess this is the first episode of uh, this podcast. My name is Kyle Brown, uh, and you are Kevin Logan. Okay, and we are we are both entrepreneurs, and we are doing this uh, podcast. It doesn't have a name quite yet, I don't think, but it does have an objective, and that objective is to talk about entrepreneurship and to try to help other people learn how to be entrepreneurs or who are people who may be just trying to figure out where to get started and that that's our objective. Do you want to add anything to that, Kevin? Uh, I'm in, in total agreement with I think a lot of people want to make the leap, uh, unsure how to make the leap, and they devalue uh, what they learn every day. So th- those are the things uh, definitely that this right here is going to address and helping individuals to overcome that and have resources and support uh, to live their dream, start that business, and make a difference in the community. So, absolutely. I mean, where where do you, what what's your background? Like these, we're talking, we're, we're doing this recording, but people who will be listening to this may not know you or me. So what, can you talk about, you know, yourself and your background for a little bit? The average inner city kid who got a break, uh, went to school out of state and failed miserably, uh, came back home and had to take time to learn who I was, promised myself, and I I made a promise to God. I said, if you ever allow me to go back to school again, I will do my best, not that I will make AIDS, but I, I will do my best, and um, so I did, and then ended up uh, getting my first job, and from that point went to work for the telephone companies, um, working for all three of them, CMP, Bell Atlantic, and Verizon, and then climbing the so-called corporate ladder to management, and there really realizing how important it was to give people an opportunity to develop their gifts. Um, Their gifts didn't always have to um, be recognized by me or known by me or me even have an experience, but just to know that there was something inside of everyone that was valuable. And then giving people the opportunity to uh, work on their gifts. And not all the time were their gifts within the environment that they work. And so while I was doing all that, I went, decided to go back to school uh, just because I could. Uh, There was no need in me not doing it when I had an opportunity to do it. And that was probably one of the greatest things I could have ever done because I met so many other people from so many different arenas and they poured some different things into me uh, which enabled me to uh, see the other side and make considerations and to, and to consider some other things as well. So 
um, moving from there, just always having that entrepreneurial spirit uh, from being a teenager. And um, I actually, this conversation came up, I'd forgotten about some years back when I was in college, uh, selling Argyle socks. I used to bring socks from North Carolina up to the Washington, Washington D.C. area and um, turn around to sell them to my friends and actually their friends and what have you. I could buy them down there. Uh, extremely cheap. I come up here and I was selling them for three to four times as much. Um, so I was always doing little, um, as we call it, little side hustles uh, that were seeds planted in the entrepreneurial vision that I had. And from working, starting in, uh, janitorial businesses to computer businesses uh, to now Leadership and development is is one of my missions of life. One of the things that I um, I wake up for. By default, we develop every day, but we do have a say in uh, how we want to develop and where we want to develop to. So that's my um, that's my background and somewhat you know my my journey. Okay, so um, interesting. You know, I know a lot of it already, but uh, I guess this would be boring if. We only talked about things that we knew about each other already. So, True. Um, you know, and I think I'm, I'm going to do the same thing and give a bit of my bio. And I think it's important because it's a uh, it, it helps people. And I know it helps me when I listen to other people's podcasts or when I read things that other people have written about or when I listen to people speak. It helps me connect uh, myself to them in some way. Uh, just by way of similarities, uh, it, it just, I think, helps other people in that same way because you can now see that, uh, you know, people are doing the things that you want to do. So it's not, it just makes it that much more uh, realistic in your mind. Right. Um, but, you know, so for me, also inner city kid, um, and grew up in Washington, D.C., and um, from a very early age, I guess I was always interested in owning my own business. Um, as soon as I figured out what businesses were and how they how they worked, at least how I thought they worked at that time, I always had a level of interest in being in control, um, having something that was mine, and being able to make some money from it. At, at that time, I had no idea where that would that would take me as an adult, or you know, on my journey towards being an adult, but. Um, I always like to point that out because that was my mindset at the time, and it's still my mindset today. Um, it's not that much different. But, you know, I, I did the things kids do, and um, I, I never stopped thinking about being an entrepreneur. I got a computer for a birthday gift when I was about 15 years old, which Commodore 64, which was at, at the time a very popular computer. And... Um, uh, it, it really changed. I look back on it now, it really changed in, in my life and stirred how I would approach my life um, as an adult. I worked my way to a, my first job was what I did some time in the military. Um, learned a lot of good things about discipline there. Did, did a short stint there, though, um, and, and came out of there uh, and went into the workforce where I started with a small television uh, cable TV company. Uh, did that for a year, and then I moved on to another cable television company, which at the time was nowhere near what 
the monstrosity of what cable companies have become today. Um, it was just mom and pop businesses back then. And from there, uh, but it still got me my foot in the door in the communications industry. Um, from there, I moved on to the phone company, same company that you work for. At least I worked for two of those, Bell Atlantic and Verizon. Um, and at, at that point, you know, I did the, the craft work, um, union job, blue collar, whatever terminology you want to use, was making good money. And I thought that, uh, you know, I was doing what I was supposed to be doing. Um, but I never stopped thinking about having that control and making my own money and, and being my own business, so to speak, and owning my own business. And that started to play a role in how I uh, lived my life, uh, worked at that job. You know, I started recognizing that I just wasn't getting any closer to any of those things <laughs> at that company. So I moved into management. And now that I look back on it, that was also a, I think, my way of trying to find my way to fulfillment that I wanted. And when I worked, at, when I got into management, it was probably a milestone in my life because I no longer was the person on the front line, you know, doing the work. If we want to use a factory analogy, if you know, I wasn't screwing bolts in, I wasn't putting the round peg in the in the hole. I wasn't doing that anymore. I had been given responsibility. I had to be accountable um, much more so than before. I had people looking to me versus me looking to them. And it, it really initially, you know, I, I, won't, I wasn't afraid, but I was excited because I was being challenged. And um, from there, you know, it just changed the way I looked at the entire world. You know, and after a several years of that, I came back around to the idea of ownership, control, um, you know, making a little money and, and just being fulfilled. This the same things that I'd been thinking my whole life. And I felt like there was a time for me to uh, move on to something that uh, I hadn't tried before. And that turned out to be becoming a full time entrepreneur. And at this point in time, I'm, I do some consulting. Um, I'm helping uh, business owners, uh, you know, become more profit, more profitable and more efficient. I have spent some time uh, going through the process of uh, working through a tech accelerator, um, a, which is basically a compressed school, a compressed MBA, but for uh, sort of for 21st century entrepreneurs, technical entrepreneurs. Uh, and I am currently working on a couple of different smaller projects software projects and a book and uh you know i think that is a pretty good summary for now and if we continue to have these podcasts then i'm pretty sure that more of what i'm doing and what i'm working on will come out but i just wanted to say i wanted each of us to just give a little bit about you know who we were where we come from and what we're working toward right so you know hopefully that wasn't too much Nope, I don't think so. We can always edit it. That's, <laughs> That's right. Uh, so before in our prep for this, we talked about uh, what we would talk about, you know. Um, yes, we did. As crazy as that might sound, but, you know, if you want to, failure to prepare is preparing to fail. And um, I don't think you or I operate that way. So we um, put together some topics. Um and I guess what we might as well jump right into it. Where do you start as an entrepreneur? I'm just I'm going to I'm going to 
you know, let you chime in with uh, how you feel about that, because that I think is one of the biggest questions. It's, not, it's one of the questions I know I definitely had for many years. And, you know, it's still a question that I ask myself from time to time. But um, what, what, what's your take on that? Where do you where do you start? What do you say to people who say, I want to do this? I want to do my own business. I have an idea. I know I can do it, but I have a job or my family is going to get, you know, I have kids. I'm a single mom. I mean, like what? I, I really want to do it, but I just don't know where to start. What I mean, what do you say to them? Well, it's, it's a mindset. <clears throat> it, it definitely starts off with the thought process that the individual has. Uh, we all have jobs. There's nothing wrong with the job if, if your mindset is correct and going to it. Uh, a job can, can be valuable. It can be a springboard. It can be a platform. It can be an elevator to your uh, entrepreneurship dream. And for me, I, I always listen to the passion and what they talk about. And a lot of times they want to start something uh, and, and it's it's more so from the heart. But the truth be told, it, this is about money. This is about making a living, uh, providing uh, for uh, their family, themselves, um, and even spreading out to the community and having an economic impact. So it's, it's really bigger than the person to whom uh, the statement comes from. And I, I just let individuals talk out their thoughts so they can kind of hear themselves and, and hear where they are as far as their um, mindset as to uh, do they really want to be a producer or are they using language that's more conducive with being a consumer? And listening for that, that comfort zone. I'm not a huge risk taker by nature, but I enjoy business uh, to the point it's made me do some things that within my makeup I wouldn't naturally do. Uh, but because of uh, the sheer desire to engage in business conversations and, and the building from, you know, from, from the root level, uh, it, it, it has me, that right there puts blinders on to some of the things that I would normally pay attention to. Okay, but you, you, you've you mentioned a couple of good things, good points that have been about you. And you also mentioned what you tell people. How how are you finding yourself in, who's, who's asking you these questions? Like It sounds like you're having these conversations with somebody. Who's asking you these questions? About becoming a, right. becoming an entrepreneur, who's asking you that question? Who are the people who are asking you that question? People who get sick and tired of being sick and tired for a minute, or those who have had a major uh, transition in their lives, um, fired, laid off, individuals who've gone through uh, illnesses, nothing uh, catastrophic. However, something that's prevented them from doing the job that they were doing until they got um, ready to go or get back up on their feet. And then they find themselves uh, when they're going through that recovery process. Uh, what I am doing and I'm good at doing, I'm not really liking it. I can do it, but I don't love it. I'm not waiting until the sun rises in the morning. Um, so I can hop out of bed and, 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 and get there and be there early. And that's one of the things I point out to 
individuals, I, um, I often ask a question, who do you work for? Um, just a very general, generic question. And, and about 99% of the people always tell me the company uh, or the organization in which they work, uh, that, that they're employed by. Um, instead of telling me that I actually work uh, for myself, I, I work to feed my family. I work for my for my kids, my wife, my grandkids, whomever. Uh, but they also they, they more often uh, tell me who they're employed by uh, versus uh, the individuals uh, that they actually work for. I go to work for myself, for me, my family, uh, my kids. Uh, but uh, being employed by several different. Uh, you know, organizations throughout my lifetime. So I think you're, you know, giving the, I guess, sort of the, uh, the byproduct of mindset. You, you're, you're mentioning, you're laying out a lot of the things that people sort of take for granted or think of in a particular way. And, and I, I think that, you know, the, the big I think that's the, the big picture is we're on the same page with that, right? The mindset is that it's very, first of all, we live in a society. We live in, you know, we both live in the USA. Yes. Yeah, this is a capitalist society. And, um, you know, we run things in a capitalist manner. You know, and the mindset is that you are supposed to get a 40-hour 40, 40 work week. You're supposed to go into the job nine to five, um, you know, get the degree, get the good job. White House picket fence, all of those kinds of things, um, and we just do it. And, and I did it for many years. Um, you did it for many years. But I think the, the the conversation of mindset is where I would recommend someone start. And I get the question a lot, and I've never answered it with mindset. But I get the question a lot from people who just look at what I'm doing. Uh, and this is people I used to work with, family, friends, and quite frankly, a lot of them have no clue what it is that I do, no matter how many different ways I try to explain it. And what I had to learn was that the reason for that was the mindset that my mind, an entrepreneur's mind is different from the uh, working man or working woman's mind. It's something that seems sort of uh, it's something that seems small, but it actually is the elephant in the room, because if your mindset is I'm going to go to work, I'm going to find a job, I'm going to work hard, I'm going to stay there for 30 years, and then I will do something that I want to do. Then I will pursue doing the business that I want to do. It sets the stage for a lot of other things that will keep you from being an entrepreneur, because if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you're going to find that you need to reverse a lot of the things that you thought were what you were supposed to be doing. And I agree. Um, that's where extraction uh, for me comes in. What, what are you extracting from every day that you wake up? And so and, and, and changing what you do, why do you do some of the things you do? Why, why get up before the crack of dawn? You know, a lot of individuals, they, 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 they get up, it's still dark outside, and they, they're, they're rushing to go where they don't want to be versus on the entrepreneurial side. Well, why do you get up? Is it that you're going to start incorporating some type of um, exercise regimen? Is, um, is it a mental thing? Is it, is it going to be um, 
reading? Is it going to be meditation? And those types of things change because now fuel and the octane in which you're going to put in yourself may change as well because you're fueled for something different. You're now fueling for yourself versus for someone else. Because for someone else, it's, it, it can become automatic. It will become automatic because when you walked in the door, you were told that this is what you were going to be doing for the next 30 or 40 years of your life. When we look at, you know, the generation before us, the, the baby boomers, right? The infamous baby boomers. That was with their marching orders. You work here. You do this task for 30 or 40 years and then we will let you go and then you can do what you want to do when you're 60 or 70 years old um and it's strange and this is a nice segue into another subtopic that i wanted to address on this it's strange being an entrepreneur because you you when you have to deal with family like family is another one of those things that when you're thinking about getting started and the question we're answering right in this podcast is how to get started. Right. Decide on, you know, you need to think about how you're going to deal with family. And that doesn't mean just, you know, saying, hey, this is what I'm going to do. Telling your significant other that if you have one um, or your child or whoever else is in your immediate circle, it doesn't just mean telling them that you're going to do it and going on about your business. It means. Um, you know, you should prepare yourself for some 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 serious Q&A from the people who you're leaving behind, essentially, when you go into this entrepreneurial path. And once you start down at this road, it's not going to be like it was when you were in the cubicle or when you had the day job. And part of that is family. Like family is going to uh, want to know why you left the steady job with the steady money why aren't we taking the vacations anymore what happened to my health care where's um you, you know where are all of those things why aren't we getting a new car every four years anymore you know all of those things that come along with uh the the previous mindset or the mindset that you have when you're working at the day job well you know when you talk about family you're also talking about your support system and so what does that say about your support system in those categories of um, time things, shall I, for lack of a better word? I can time that uh, every two weeks or on the 1st and the 15th, the check is going to be here. Uh, those time things, uh, quite frankly, for a lot of individuals, still isn't enough. Um, so... What what is that saying to our psyche? What is that saying to our mindset? Uh, yes, I can I can on a timeline say when this is going to come. However, what's going to come still isn't going to be what I would like it to be um, as it relates to you know the, the the desires of my heart. Right. You know, I want to backtrack just a little bit. You know, we're talking a lot about. Um, you know, things that we've learned, uh, things that we would tell people who ask the question, uh, how do I get started? And I, I just, I do really want to point out, you know, you and I are both on this journey. I don't, I, you know, I, I consider myself to be successful, uh, but not in the way that says, you know, Forbes top 100 list. I consider myself to be successful in that I am, I've taken the steps to pursue 
uh, to get on the path to, you know, the independence that I have always wanted that comes along with being an entrepreneur, you know. So if, if, if for, for folks that are listening to this kind of thing, and I would have been one of them uh, five, six years ago that, are saying, that may say, well, you guys aren't on the cover of Forbes. How do you know how? How can you tell me how to, you know what I mean? Be a successful entrepreneur. This, again, is mindset. Because my, who says that being on the cover of a magazine means you're successful? You know, I can print a magazine tomorrow with a, my computer at home. And, and does that make me successful? And that was one of the things I was going to say. Exactly. With, the, with technology today, we can do just about anything. So putting yourself on the cover of a magazine, build your own magazine, put it out there. You never know what may happen on something like that. But it is success always what the public says it is or is success within our hearts. Is it being able to pick the kids up? I read an article the other day of, of, uh, of a uh, young lady who was climbing the corporate ladder. I forgot the name of the company. Uh, but it was in, in one of the uh, northern states. I want to say New York, um, Maine, somewhere up there. And when the opportunity came to go further, they realized, uh, you know, I'm not really happy with all these long hours. And kept on going and going. And I had had a, a child, and that really started bringing out some things of saying, uh, you know what, the money's great, everything is fine, but th- there's still something that's lacking. And the lacking was the freedom, you know, being able to be free and do the particular things um, that they wanted to do. And so, hence, uh, that's what led to them starting their business uh, because she felt as though if uh, if she felt like this, there had to be some other individuals that felt like this. And the need that was met was um, uh, finding uh, opportunities for individuals that didn't require uh, the standard nine to five or the forty-hour work week, but um, was interested in uh, the value that individuals were bringing to the table um, with extreme flexibility. Yeah, and I think you know you hit on something that I like, which was. Uh, happiness where where success what what defines and who who is defining success for you do you do you define success for yourself or are you letting the uh, same society that you want to sort of disconnect from and on some level to pursue entrepreneurship because you are going to have to separate yourself on some level and it's not a as if to suggest that a separation is a frown on society but the fact is that the majority of American humans period are not entrepreneurial minded it is it's been proven scientifically there's a lot of research out there out uh, about it and you can just use your own eyes you know there are more employees than employers in this country and that there's a reason for that and because not everyone wants to go down this path not everyone is in a position to go down this path and that doesn't just mean a financial position to go down this path it's more than that it's uh you know having your mind right which is again what we're talking about um let's do this um let's go to um i want to i want to continue to backtrack to some of the ways that people can overcome or get their minds right 
you know, I mean, you, you think you know yourself. And there may be other exercisers out there that can make you learn who you really are. But one of them is definitely the pursuit of entrepreneurship. Because if yes, you Lord. didn't know who you were before you started, you tried to do something on your own, you would definitely find out who you are, um, you know, during that journey. That's no question. I, and, I, and I couldn't agree with that more. That is a, a tool um, that says, you know. I really don't like eating um, Roman noodles. Allstate has a commercial out like this, like that, uh, as they're speaking about the um, uh, a college student. And so that right there, that that, that separates the, um, the, the the doers from from those who won't, uh, because there's some things that you're going to establish that's going to help you uh, along the way. Um, uh, I mentioned fuel. That fuel may be a cup of coffee at 5.30 in the morning at, at the local McDonald's or donut shop where you kind of sit and, and, and review for your day. And I think a lot of people just roll right by some of the things that can really help them uh, in, in some of the areas. Uh, environment is key to being productive and just like you know backtracking to who defines happiness well more often than that society will define the happiness uh you look at the individual during the middle of the day that's out for a run with some raggedy clothes on uh, they may be more successful than anyone in the world they may have peace of mind they may have the quality of health they may make may be making you know more than enough money absolutely but, yeah but because we see them in that particular environment, we don't always stop and think, gee, you know what, that's success right there. It's not the dollar figure that I had to pay for the car or the house or things of that nature. It's, it's, it's other, um, other things, and, and that's when we get to know ourselves and say, you know, I, I, I do like doing this particular thing. I, I do enjoy this. And when we integrate those types of things into our lifestyle, then that's the the, the knowing. Um, a lot of things we do by habit in that corporate arena. It, it's it, it's we're on automatic pilot, and we do it. And when you take this entrepreneurial uh, journey and you get on that road, it's like, well, why was I doing it? I just did it all the time. Well, what's the value in doing it? Is there value? Isn't it? And I'm not saying it is or isn't. That's for the individual themselves to um, answer. Uh, however, uh, you know, when, when, when you when you um, when you're out there by yourself, and, and it's it's a um, it, it can be a lonely road to travel. But when you're out there by yourself, you start to trim the fat, and and, and trimming the fat. It doesn't mean that it's wasteful. It's well, what 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 can you do with it? And you mentioned the word earlier, byproduct. You know, is it it does can can some of that fat become a byproduct for someone else to feed off of? Well, yeah. the The topic of loneliness, you know, that's another segment that I wanted to touch on. So I'm glad you brought it up because a part of getting your mind right, you know, we're going to talk a lot about things we've done to address some of these challenges that you'll have to overcome or you'll be faced with when you decide to go down this road in terms of getting started. Loneliness is something you should prepare for. 
you know, um, and the reason that you should prepare for loneliness is because of some of the things we've talked about already. For example, you know, the mindset, once your mindset starts to change and you stop looking at, you know, the, the full time job as the only way that you can reach your objectives in this lifetime, you're going to find that you're going to be the one and only person in the room at a lot of times, particularly when you're still hanging out and socializing and, and, you know, spending time with those folks who, you know, undoubtedly you've established relationships with them. If you're somebody who's already working, um, maybe had a, is, is mid middle of a career or even if you're just starting a career, you know, people, you know, people right. you grew up with, you know, people that you've worked with, you know, the people you're working with now, friends, family, all that's included. They are going to start to the things that they want to do and they want to discuss are going to start to seem and I'll speak in my own, you know, from my own personal experience, useless to yes. your journey. And it doesn't mean that it, as far as family, you don't have any love for them anymore or friends or co-workers, whatever. It doesn't mean that you do not still uh, have that bond with them. But the question, you will feel isolated because you're going to be looking outside of the box now. They're still in the box. And those two mindsets are so different that they generally uh, do not uh, understand one another. An entrepreneur has a much, who has come from a life of uh, working in a nine-to-five job has a much better understanding of the other individual than the person who's never step outside of the nine to five situation has of the entrepreneur because one person has had both mindsets and the other person's only had one. So, you know, again, just to, to push loneliness for a little, little longer, you know, be prepared to be lonely. And there are things that you can do. It's not like, you know, you are just going to be sitting in a room by yourself and, uh, the walls closing in on you. Actually that will happen to you, but, uh, it's not like it, there isn't anything that you can do to uh, to soothe that. Yeah, and, and I agree. As you were talking, the word assurance came to mind, um, where individuals feel that they they are assured of the certain things that are going to happen um, on that timeline. You know, are they assured when that employer says, "Well, you know, thank you, but no longer no longer need you." And so when you talk about the loneliness, I, I think loneliness is a mindset, too, because you and I both know, you know, the different things that we've done or things that we've created. Uh, some people will look at us and say, gee, by yourself, this, that, and the other. But conversations, things are flowing in our minds to a degree that we wish we could slow them down. Well, I know I do sometimes. I wish I could just turn the faucets down a little bit. But using different tools to capture thoughts and, and things like that, that's why I feel environment is, is, is key to the thought process and forward mobility in this, in, in, in this mindset of, of how and, and what do you tell someone. Um, you know, one thing you tell somebody is first and foremost, get with yourself. Get with yourself and really figure that out. But there's all types of, of, of um, support systems, books, groups, and things like that. But none of that's really going to help you until you know who you are in, in this venture 
and on this journey. Yeah, I would have to agree with that 100%. I, I, I mean, you, you put it perfectly. You know, there are a lot of things that it's like taking cold medicine. You know, I had um, a story comes to mind. I had a person tell me um, many, many years ago, uh, my, my father, as a matter of fact, uh, before he passed away, you know, I told him I had a cold and I was taking some medicine for it. And he said, was well, the medicine curing you um, or is the medicine just making you think that you're cured? And, you know, that, I mean, that, I was a kid then and I'm really sort of surreal that I even remember that conversation because that was many, many moons ago. But, you know, I think about that same exact statement that he made or question that he posed to me back then as a kid. And I'm saying to myself, it's it's pretty much what you just just, you know, you just spoke to you. You can go to meetups you know, group meetings, you can go to networking events, you can hand out all the business cards you want, and you can tell everybody you're in business for yourself. Um, but if you don't look at you first and, and really be in and, and take an honest approach to you and ask yourself what you really want to do, what your weaknesses are, and that one's probably more important than any of the other stuff. The stuff you want is easy. The, right. the stuff that you need to do to get that stuff is really where your time's going to be best spent, at least in my opinion. Um, and you got to deal with that on a one-to-one basis with you um, being on both sides of the equation first. I agree with you 100% on that one. That's a, um, <clears throat> I like that analogy. That That's a great analogy because I had a conversation some years back. An individual uh, referred to, to the cold medicine that you take is, that's just doing something mentally to think that you feel better. When in all actuality, um, sometimes when we get colds, they have to run their course. If they're going to be there for two, three days, and they're, they're going to be there for that long, we take the medicine to, and I'm no, uh, no, no, not in the, no professional in, in the medical field, but it's a mental thing that says, okay, the, the, the pain is no longer there, the hurt is no longer there. Uh, there's something mentally that goes on to do that, but a, a broke arm is a broke arm, and it's going to take that period of time for that arm to heal. And so there's going to be some level of pain, and depending upon our makeup, um, which says this is too much, I can't tolerate it, or um, I'm okay, I can tolerate it until it goes through the process that it must go through. Yes. I hope you enjoyed that episode. In the next episode, Kevin and I will spend some time talking about different things that we've tried, different things that uh, we've heard about that you can do to uh, get you started on the path of uh, overcoming some of the challenges that we talked about in this episode. Uh, Until next time. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.